0: All right, we're live. This is Sam, this is Side by Side Podcast. Hey guys, we're excited to be here. Uh, I'm here with my friend, my good friend, uh, Jalen Johnson. Uh, hey man, thank you for being here. Thank you for accepting the invitation. Um, we're about to do this. Uh, I know we're gonna talk interesting topics and uh, I wanna just get right into it and let's talk a little bit about basketball. Who do you think? Uh, who do you think has the best chance to come out of the East and come out of the West uh, in the NBA. Okay. Uh, So out of the East,
1: you got to go Brooklyn. I don't know if you saw the recent acquisition with Blake Griffin.
0: Yeah. um, You know, I feel like obviously he's a star player, right? He's, he's a great player, Mm -hmm. but I feel like if anything that might hurt him because you only have one ball, you know, and most of these players, like they're used to having the ball in their hand and, you know how are how are they all supposed to be effective without the ball? Well, Blake Griffin isn't the same. He
1: still is a star. You know, he still can go out there, maybe not on a night night in night out basis, but he can still go out there and give you twenty on a random night, twenty and ten easily.
0: Yeah, I feel like somehow they they've been able to make it work, right? Because again, they're usually all very ball dominant. You know, you look at they Kyrie, are. you look at you know Kevin Durant. I think Kevin Durant's one of the few out of the three or f- four of them that, like, he can play without the ball. Like, he can spot up and shoot. Yeah. But the other ones, I feel like they're not as effective if they're just catching and shooting, you know. And so I can see that for them – um excuse me, for Kevin Durant. But I don't know. I don't know for, like, for Blake Griffin. Like, I guess he, with, when he was with Chris Paul, they were just catching lobs and stuff like that. Um, maybe. So we're – so, but, yeah, when –
1: Blake, like when Boy Griffin and Chris Paul were together, that was a different, a little bit different NBA. Now it's all about threes, getting up and down the court, and we said the same thing about Harden before he came. I was one of those people, I didn't like it to begin with, that he came, because we gave up a
0: lot of assets for that, but... Wait, so we saying we So you a Nets. You, not a you Nets. Go, you're so, pulling for the Nets now. Oh, cuz you're Kyrie. I know, you know I, okay, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. I did, Okay, that's Kyrie right. my boy. Okay. Yeah, so
1: wherever Kyrie go, I'm gonna go. Yeah. You know, that, but that's
0: like me and uh you know, <laughs> LBJ here, you know, wherever LeBron James goes, uh, I know this is not a Lakers jersey, but I'm um, I'm a you know, I'm a LeBron fan. So, uh wherever he's at, you know, that's where I'm gonna be. But but so Kyrie, yeah. so that's why you're kind of like pulling for the Nets, I feel like. Yeah, I
1: mean, the th- When they got Harden, I was like, oh, gosh, another ball dominant player. Kyrie already needs the ball. Katie he doesn't necessarily need the ball, but you got to give him touches. You know what I'm saying? Like you said, it's only one ball. But if you've been watching the season, and I don't know if that was something they had to just talk about prior, but they've been balling. They've been moving the ball. No one's really been selfish. Harden is an MVP conversation, averaging still like 10 assists. And honestly, I think he's accepted not being the man and just – Well,
0: they've had the conversation, and they've kind of said, like, okay, no. Was it Kyrie that said, okay, you're the point guard? So he already, like, he already conceded that. He already said, okay, like, you know, basically you're going to hold the ball more than I am. Like, I'll just be a shooting guard or whatever. I don't know. Um, Because my opinion about Harden, as much as I
1: love Kyrie, Kyrie, we all know he's he's a scorer. Yeah. It's not to say he can't pass the ball and get other people involved, but Harden – He's like, what is he, 6'6"? Six, six? Big body, big yeah. shoulder guard, you know, can dance on anybody. You know what I'm saying? Like, I would rather have someone with the ball in that, in that moment just to, you know what I'm saying, because he's so versatile. You can't, when he gets downhill, Yeah, it's going to be a foul. Like, you can't stop that. And then he can step back.
0: You know, you, you, to the you, half court line. you say <laughs> that, right? And it's yeah. been true for most of his career. But not when he gets in the playoffs. When he gets in the playoffs, we got to see. It. I don't know yeah. if, if it's right. because the the refs just don't call it anymore in the playoffs. But like you know, for some reason he's he's not getting to the line or he's just not getting over the hump. And so I don't know what it is. I don't know if, again if it's just the refs just not calling it, you know, uh, in the playoffs. But um, it I feel like it's hard for for Harden. I don't know what it is, uh, but it just doesn't seem to uh, be able to get him over the hump. Also, like, you know, what's his name? Kevin Durant, um, you know, he hasn't really been playing right now. And so while the Nets are doing really, really good right now, like, again, like. You feel like when it gets to the playoffs, it's going to be a different situation. Well, I I do. But I I also think, like, they need time to, like, gel together. I know these guys are Mm -hmm. superstars. They're professionals. And, you know, like, they'll find a way to make it work. But, like, when you play a really good team you know especially in the playoffs and they've like you know schemed against you specifically on like things that you like to do or whatever and take away certain things like you know this just like oh we'll make it up on the fly doesn't work anymore you know Uh, they'll make traps or whatever they do Um, you probably know a little bit more about basketball than I do I think you probably you played um somewhat professionally I don't know or At least in high school and and stuff like that.
1: I I played high school ball, college
0: ball, and I I played on a semi-pro team. Okay. So, see, like, you probably understand a lot more of it than I do, Um, but there's going to be a difference, right, between, like, uh, like again, regular season and then, like, the playoffs. And so that's what I think... You know, mm-hmm. right now they're blazing. You know, and right now my Lakers aren't looking that great. You know, just because that's what I think is coming out the West too. Oh, to answer said, okay, your, answer your second part of the question. Okay, so you, you do think? I think a lot of people are starting to have doubts just because, like, you know, AD's like injured and LeBron is getting older and <laughs> they've like been losing. How many these times games? have we heard that? Yeah, <laughs>
1: LeBron's getting too old. It's it's so he's true. Still going to the
0: finals every year. It's so true. You know, I, I think it's hilarious, but. um. But at the same time, I am concerned because, you know, father time is undefeated. And so it is bound to, like, catch up with him eventually. And so I'm just hoping this is not the year, you know. Um, I don't know. I don't know if, if – The league, I think,
1: is going in a direction where prior before, we used to say, like, 35 was probably the age when players were going to start, you know, slowing down, you know, father time catches up. But, like you say, it's not so much – of a rough league anymore. It's a lot of threes. It's a lot of up and down. It's not as physical. Right. Partially due to the rules, too, because, you know, no more hand-checking and all that. So, I think, realistically, now we can start saying, like, 40. Like, if, if you can... Maintain your body and right. you have the arsenal like LeBron does in his game. I think you can play for up to 40. I mean, who just retired recently? Wasn't it Vince Carter? Wasn't Vince Carter. Wasn't he 42? I
0: mean, but those guys are like almost like the exception. From my understanding, yeah. a lot of NBA players, if they're lucky, they play three or four years on average. You know, they don't stay yeah. in the league like average that player. long. Yeah, an average player. Right. right. A superstar obviously is going to last a little longer. Um, but – uh you know, it's, it's hard, it's hard to play at that level, you know, uh, you know, just doing all these different, you know, cuts and, you know, uh, just the way that the stress that they put on their bodies, you know, day, night in and night out or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, Eventually it takes a toll, you know, and that's why um, I
1: respect LeBron though, because he invests a million yearly
0: just on his body. Yeah. So (laughs) I heard recently Russell Wilson also, uh, invests one million, I think, in his body too. LeBron's a trendsetter,
1: bro. Yeah, he's really sh- showing people like if you invest into your body, <laughs> you can you can maintain a long, healthy career. Like, yeah. and obviously LeBron isn't who we you know back in Cleveland when he first came on the scene and was jumping. Still, athletic player, still. but he was jumping out of the gym. He was playing a a, he was a man amongst boys still is like but it's just
0: lebron is definitely he's 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 a different almost different species man um the guy's an iron man like how do you play that long you know uh and sustain that kind of level of play for such a long time um and not even the, the level of play that he does but like he doesn't get hurt like that's unheard of like he gets little minor injuries here and there like yeah, you he's know, not invincible, but I mean, it little, almost seems like minor it, man. Stuff, like, yeah. it's it almost seems like it. I I can't remember the last time he missed more than like, you know, two or three games. So it's just you know, it's crazy how um, the way he like his body, I guess, was just built, you know. And you said it like he he does invest a lot of money. I'm sure he he takes care of himself, like what he eats and stuff like that too. But still, man, I I I feel like if I did that too, I still like. <laughs> I couldn't do what he does, you know, so yeah, um, yeah. it's just uh, he, he was blessed genetically, you know. Oh, uh, yeah,
1: that definitely helps. But, yeah, so I got Brooklyn coming out of the East, and then I got the Lakers coming out. And honestly, <laughs> I'm sure there's some Laker fans on here, so I'll try to be a little respectful. I, I don't think it's going to go past game six.
0: Oh, is that so? So the, you think- the only
1: way it can go game seven, AD has to be healthy. And right now he's showing that he's he's just not healthy right. right now. And if he if he doesn't play or if he's not at least eighty percent
0: game six. You That's and six. You know what's wild? <laughs> and you're probably gonna think I'm like crazy, like ludicrous. But I almost feel like it might be something similar to last year where everybody thought it was gonna be the Bucks and the Bucks oh, just like laid an egg. I don't fall you know? I don't fall for that trap. And I mean, <laughs> same thing with the Clippers, everybody's like, Oh, the Clippers and then they just like I don't know what happened to them. Like, they just like fell down, you know, and didn't do anything. And so I almost kind of feel like that's the that's gonna be the same thing with the Nets. Like everybody's gonna be all hyped on them and stuff, and then you know come playoff time, like once they get to the maybe Western Conf or Eastern Conference Finals, mm. uh, I don't know. I feel like it's, it's gonna be a surprise team. Maybe not Miami, maybe like the Raptors or something. It's just somebody unexpected, you know. And oh, it's just like Raptors. what on earth, huh? Mm-hmm. No,
1: you said the Raptors I not to not talk about that, but uh the Raptors since they lost Kawhi, I mean they're they're being respectable. You know, they're still former, you know, recently former champions. But I mean, look at the Utah Jazz. They got the best record right now in the NBA and nobody's talking
0: about yeah. it because when it, at when the it end of the day, you got to have superstars. You yeah. got to have established. But Miami last year, superstar. nobody expected Miami to come out of the East and then they came out of the East like yeah
1: but who was who was really besides like everybody was feeding into the bucks hype but i mean at least they had jimmy butler and then a a rising all-star and bam you know and they had a deep bench and pat riley you know the culture he set in miami i mean i'm not as surprised you know what i'm saying but milwaukee that's another situation until Giannis
0: gets But Giannis a jump was shot. so like he was so dominant man and it's the same thing like with with James Harden like during the regular season he's just so dominant It looks like he's yeah. invincible like they can't stop him and then like playoff like time comes and you need a jump shot Yeah <laughs> yeah I mean literally and uh this is I think it's just you never know right but I'm I'm calling it right now you're you're calling you're saying game 6 or not even game 6 um, Nets and Six, yeah. Nets will beat the <laughs> Lakers. I'm, I'm saying the Nets don't even make it to the championship final. I know, wow. like, I, I sound crazy, <laughs> but I don't even think they make it to the, um, uh, the finals. Uh, I think the Lakers do make it to the finals. Um, and I think it's gonna be a surprise team. I'm, I, I said the Raptors. I don't know if it's the Raptors, mm-hmm. but I, I just think it's gonna be a surprise team. Somebody, nobody's expecting. I don't think Miami can make it back again. Otherwise, I might pick them. Um, but just not back to back, you know, like, I just can't see them doing it back to back, but I think maybe like a, a surprise team like that nobody's expecting. Well, you know what the
1: conspiracy is that, uh, people think the bubble had a lot to do with it. Why? Like Phoenix went undefeated in the bubble. Oh, wow. Donovan Mitchell and Jamal Murray were dropping 50 point games because there was no crowd. There was no loud environment. There's no, Mm.
0: you know, so very, very true. Who knows? and i mean yeah some people some people just were like i say people like players were just having some crazy game career nights <laughs> yeah like uh, dame like uh he he was hitting some like just uh crazy shots you know and just had some special nights so i mean it's just uh i think the bubble did have something to do with it the fact that like i don't think it's just not people not being there i think it was like it was that but it was also like they had no distractions. You know, they yeah. couldn't go out to the club or whatever or, like, you know, just nothing else. Family. So, you know, there's always family issues at home maybe or whatever. Just different well, other little things. I'm sure you heard, actually, <laughs> one player did have a distraction. Lou Will?
1: Yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, I mean,
0: uh, for the most part, you know, most players did. Yeah. And he didn't have, like, crazy games. But <laughs> but you're, you're right. Like, um, I think, you know, the, the – the audience definitely has uh, plays a factor, you know. But, um, man, I'm hoping they start, like, bringing them back. I, I think they bring an element, like, when, like, the whole crowd starts getting up and, like, you hear the, like, the noise of the crowd. Like, like I if we th- thought arenas were loud before,
1: huh, wait till they start filling them back up oh again. People gon' they missed it. We missed, you know, yeah. we missed all that, so. For sure.
0: I think with um, the changes that are coming, <coughs> I'm not saying I'm for or against them, but you know the new mask mandate, you know, being changed here in Texas, yeah, uh, being lifted. Uh, I think we're headed in a direction to where things are start going back to normal, and so hopefully, um, yeah, you you start seeing that again, where, again, you know, packed stadiums and just all those iconic moments, you know, of like a game winner and the the crowd going crazy. Right. I think that stuff is always so special. Um but let me ask you so like you said do you played semi-professional and um your college ball like where did you go to like where did you play college uh Uh, jarvis christian
1: academy okay yeah um that was the first college i got recruited to coming out of high school um the coach unfortunately uh his services (laughs) got (laughs) denied of course the the year that i was supposed to play so after he got let go um I ended up still staying like half like a semester just because I'm already there. I mean, you know, it's in the middle of the semester. So it's like I was like, that's a bummer, you know what I'm saying? So I didn't get to play.
0: So the new coach had a different like plan, like he had a different Oh, he brought in a whole new
1: recruitment group. Okay. He like the players that came on board that you know,
0: came with me, like we didn't we didn't even see the floor. And So s- And so um with uh with what would you say is, like, the biggest difference between, like, high school ball and, like, college ball? The biggest difference? Yeah. What would you say, like, off the court or on the court? On the court. So, like, yeah. I mean, I feel like in in high school, you know, if you're a really good player, you might stand out a little bit. Um, maybe in college, like, everybody else is fast. So, it's like, you know.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Do you uh, – high school – so – like i-, I also playing in high school, yeah, so I was asked to do a lot, you know in my role,
0: so so you used to having the ball in your hands a lot.
1: you used to having a ball in my hand, I was a point guard, um you know that uh it, which the high school is called Canyon Creek Christian Academy, that's okay. where I played at um so yeah th- I mean a lot was asked for, for me to do on a night in night out basis, but uh, you know it was something that I embraced and was like okay like i like this position like this you know the competition everything but then college it was like okay there's a bunch of me's out there now (laughs) like it's not just your average joe like one player's out there just to do one specific role like no like
0: everybody in the college level like so in high school um you said you played the point guard position but did you play like Mm -hmm. pass first or like score first or like a little bit of both Uh, my junior year i was definitely more
1: pass first we i was playing a bunch uh <clears throat> below a bunch of seniors i started but you know it was me and then the the other four players on the court were seniors so it was kind of you might say a little politics was involved right, with right, it right. so you kind of sure. had to just play your role and <laughs> right. you know do what you can just stay on the floor but senior year like i was asked to do a completely different role like right.
0: i had to be a scorer i had to be the best defender on the team. Yeah, know. I was going to ask that about that too, like cuz defense is a huge part of it too, you know, and yeah. um they'll put you sometimes like on the best player and then they ask you to like to drop you know 20 or whatever on the on the other end. Um so they put you on like their their point guard or their like their best player like cuz sometimes it's like well, power forward or A lot
1: of the schools we played, their best players were actually big man. So, in that oh. case, we were a small team, so we had to play zone majority of the time um if their best player was a point guard or two guard then yeah i took on that challenge like if it wasn't me then it was my running mate uh jason brown uh we, we were asked to guard the best players on the court but
0: okay yeah so so did you uh i guess then you must have enjoyed playing high school ball more than you did uh college ball yeah um because you I had I the ball more. because you had the ball more in high school and, and like in college it was like you know, you had to start over. Yeah. Like it wasn't
1: a situation where like, you know, high school, most players, it's not a recruitment thing. It's whoever goes to that school. Right. And then they pick the best players out of that, that
0: school versus college. It's all recruitment. Like. Yeah. And so you would you say like sometimes like, you know, someone that's like not even as good as you is playing just because like you kind of mentioned almost like politics or just like the coach likes a specific player more than you. Oh, definitely. Or, or could it be that like, you know, maybe they're not better than you, but they do different things that you like that you don't do, you know, maybe they're pass first and you're more like, a like you want to score first or whatever. Um, Yeah. So
1: in that moment, like when I was younger, I definitely thought like I was better than a lot of players, like going into college, like, and it wasn't like a, like, oh, I just think I'm just like the best player thing, on the board. Yeah. Like it's, it's more so I just know the work that I put in. Right. You know, and I felt like I had a lot to offer. But as I got older, I realized it's not so much about talent. It's more so about, like you said, it's a lot of politics involved. It's, you know, one player, he may do something better than you in one aspect, and that's what the all the coach needs. You know what I'm saying? In college, it's not so much like just a one-man show. It's actually quite the opposite, you know, so – You're actually asked to do more, and then some players are just really good at doing one thing, and then the coach is like, all right, well, I got to put them in, in this situation. You know what I'm saying? So, I definitely took it personal when I was younger, and
0: now, like, I understand it's more so a business. It's not so much talent, you know what I mean? Do you also think it has to do with, like, because, like, there's a difference between, like, skill and then, like, just Mm -hmm. athleticism. Like, some people are just athletic or sometimes just big or, like, (laughs) tall or, like, whatever, uh, do you think that that plays more of a factor <coughs> than, like, skill? Yeah, we see it in the NBA. <laughs> <laughs> Some guy just, like, just <laughs> because he's, like, 6'6 six, six and can shoot, you know, like, threes, that's that's all he can do, you yeah. know, like,
1: he's There's in there. There's a lot of players that were taller than me, but I just, you know, I had more skill. I had to work on skill because I'm already shorter than the average player, so I had to do something to stay on the court. And I was nine times out of ten usually the fastest player on the court, but sometimes that's not enough, right. especially in the college. Like like you said, everybody's fast, so what else are you good at or what else can you provide service for? You know what I'm saying? So I feel like I had to take that upon myself and work on that versus a lot of players, they're just going off of their athletic right. ability, the fact that they're tall, and sometimes that's what all coaches need. So Yeah. Which, it's unfortunate, but, you know, but it also it then else. gives
0: you like – you can almost appreciate people like um like Chris Paul he's still like taller than us i think i'm i know i'm 59 i'll I, tell you well i'm 510 five chris paul's like, like 511 six. Okay. 6 foot okay. maybe with shoes you know how they like to <laughs> add a couple <laughs> inches for real right i know like wikipedia will say like 6 foot but really he's probably like 510 um but it makes you appreciate him cuz i don't think he's the fastest guy out there um i think he's just i guess he's just smart man and it's crazy cuz everywhere he goes they win isn't
1: that crazy? So Chris Paul, he's uh, you're right. He's not nine times the ten the fastest player on the court, but he's just fast enough, and on top of his IQ, right?
0: You know what I'm saying? So, so it makes you appreciate like players like that. Um, I think Isaiah Thomas was another one. He was kind of like fast though, like extra fast. I think the Detroit Pistons. No, no. Th- are you talking about the, uh, the I guess he was a Celtic. He was. Uh, oh yeah. Played yeah, yeah. All, okay. like almost everywhere. Right, uh, right. But okay. he just looked extra smaller than everybody else. I don't know if. I think he might have been like five nine. I don't know, but um, it's crazy. He was about to be an MVP.
1: Yeah, that that great year in Boston. Yeah.
0: Yeah, he uh he he was doing some like real crazy stuff and like a, a just you know small. Nate Robinson is another one like yeah. that. Like for a while, he like he was dunking. He was just doing some crazy three time slam dunk champion. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just sometimes not really about like you know, um, your height or whatever, but you still got to have some kind of talent, you know, and yeah, you got to be smart or whatever. Mhm. Again, those those two, those last two for sure had some athletic like ability, you know, cuz they're freaks. Yeah, like yeah, like <laughs> <laughs> to be able to do the things that they That definitely helps. Yeah. But um yeah, like uh I I think, you know, for us average somewhat average people, I don't wanna say average, um like you definitely have to have like a lot a level of like iq that like surpasses everybody else's if you want to make it at that level um did you ever try to mm-hmm. um do like pursue it more like i guess the basketball or what if after said, college yeah what what eventually said made you say like nah i don't want to do this
1: yeah so that was another thing i realized as i got older like i said when when you're in a moment all you're thinking about is just playing i just want to be out there i just want to you know do whatever i can but really, like you said, you get older and you realize things from a different light. I really realized like Texas is a hard place like to get established when it comes to basketball, mm. unless you're like a Julius Randle and players like that, you know, the average, you know, Joe player like, like me, <laughs> it, it's hard in a market out here. Like even if no matter really how good you are, sometimes, you know, a politics will come into play versus sometimes I wish I would have stayed home back, hum- back home in Wichita. You know, because it's not as big a city. It, the basketball scene, I mean, there's basketball out there, but I feel like I would have had a
0: better chance. The competition uh, wasn't, as like, as big here, you think? I mean, a, as big over there. Oh, um, no, not even close. Yeah. Not even close. Yeah, I mean, maybe, but you also probably picked up a lot of stuff here because the competition was so high. So, yeah. like, you know, it's just a little bit of both. Like, It sucks know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I see just, what you're saying, yeah. You know, like, because... You almost wanna be like you you wanna go to the colleges. You wanna go to those places because it raises your level of, of like um ability or whatever because you have to compete, you have to um mm-hmm. you know, give it your best and you can't like take a day off or whatever. So Yeah, I hate I, I, I hate to bring that up because it's like if I'd have grew
1: up in Wichita, who knows what kind of pl- kind of player I could have been. I could have been a worse player, for all yeah. we know. You know what I'm saying? Like So te- Texas definitely Bread, bread and brought me up to the player, you know, I felt like was a good player. I just wish there would have been more opportunities. I wish social media maybe had been a little bit bigger back then. It just it's, – it's, it's, it's hard unless you really know people, you know, so.
0: Yeah, but, I mean, you said it, like, you, you kind of, like, mature out of those things. And, like, you can't – like it's easy to start trying to blame other people and say, like play this game of what if, you know, and right. you know, just all these different scenarios. But in the end, you know, you are where like you're supposed to be, mm-hmm. um, where yeah. God wants you to be. And so, and, which is my segue to like my follow up question. Like, yeah. um, you know, did you, um, grow up in church or like, did you know anything about church or who, who like told you about? Yeah. God? So, uh, back home in Wichita,
1: my grandfather, uh, brought me, my cousin, Pretty much everybody in my family that, you know, didn't really have a church background. He kind of made us go to church every Sunday and they kind of incorporated it into us. Um, and that was for like the first four to five years of my life uh, before I ended up moving to Texas, ultimately. And that's kind of when I stopped going to church. Um, we never really necessarily found another church home that kind of had that same passion and
0: feeling. So, So like was the... I guess the churches here kind of like a little different, I guess, than the ones like in, in Wichita.
1: Yeah, I mean, and nothing's wrong with different. I just, that's why I wasn't going at first. Mm-hmm. You know, I just felt like it just wasn't the same passion. It, it was, wasn't was the same crowd. It And then when my grandfather passed away, it really kind of, you know, took a lot out of me. Sure. Because that reminded me a lot of him. But as I got older, like you said, you realize things as you get older. And I feel
0: like a lot of churches out here unfortunately prior prioritize money okay so was that church like a smaller church or was it like um a fairly decent size it was um, a small church okay so see you know i think sometimes when churches start getting bigger like mm-hmm. that's what happens like they start like you know um i wouldn't say prioritizing money but um mm-hmm. they they do make it like an emphasis on like money i guess or or people can interpret it that way you know, um, and so uh, it's crazy because here in Texas we have like a lot of mega churches. We, I think that's the term that they've given it now is like mega churches. that are big. You know, you can you know go down like almost any street and you'll see like this big church. You know, right. like just here in Dallas alone, there's like there's a big church called like Watermark uh, mm-hmm. down the street. Um, yep. There's another one over here, like Covenant's pretty big too. Um, in Frisco, there's one called Elevate Life or something like that. Yeah, um, heard of all of them. Yeah, so like you know, there's a few big churches just here, like, in this, like, DFW area, um, and, like, um, I don't know, for, for some reason, um, I guess sometimes it, it does seem like they, um, they have, like, a, like, I don't know what to call it, but they, they do talk about money, and it's, like, well, is that really that important, you know, um, and it tends to turn people off, you know, cause, and that's why in fact here, like we don't really, we hardly ever really talk about money here. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if it's a, our culture, you know, and maybe we could talk a little bit about race, but like, I feel like with Caucasian churches, mm-hmm. they, they have no problem talking about money. It's just like, oh yeah, like, you know, the Lord's going to bless you, you know, and this and that here, mm-hmm. like. Again, I don't know if it's a cultural thing, but we don't talk about money like we know we're supposed to give our tithes, you know, and give our offerings and stuff like that. But of course, as far as like, you know, and we did that at my small church. I'm not saying
1: like, obviously, to keep this building up and running, you got to obviously have money. Yeah. You know, so I think what turned me off, though, about churches ultimately was. It just. Yeah, I mean it just uh, the money aspect really kind of you know turned me off and you know it's all about i think the the wrong message you know because everybody should come to church for for god you know preaching the gospel listen to the gospel you know supporting your community so on and so forth i i don't get that with a lot of churches it's more of like (laughs) it's almost like a membership at a gym like yeah we got all these offerings for you we got all the access is in the world for you, but you got to pay this (laughs) to be, even be a part. And it's just like, wow.
0: Like, you know what I mean? So, and then they got all these ministries and then they want you to like, um, take part in them and stuff like that. Um, yeah, no, I've, uh, I visited a few of them and like, Mm -hmm. I'm in awe. Sometimes I'm like, man, look at this big old stadium, you know, like, look at this. They have like these like big, uh, children's, uh, ministries and like, playgrounds and i'm like man like not to take away those (laughs) churches are nice yeah but it's just like but but for me like i'm not used to it you know like here at our church like we're just uh we have like you know children's ministry but it's just like a classroom we don't have like a jungle gym you know like right they, they have all this like you know real fancy stuff i've been in some like that they have like video games and stuff. I'm like, dang man, like you see all kinds of stuff. It's like, it's wild, you know, and maybe you could invest that money a little, a little bit smarter. Um, but I don't know. Like, I think everybody has like a different approach. I almost want to like say it's like I said, it's a cultural thing. They have another, Mm -hmm. uh, church here. Um, I don't know if you've heard of it. The Potter house. I've not. not Okay. So then you might not have heard of TD Jakes. Do you know who he is? Uh, uh, okay. TD Jakes is he's pretty big uh um you know preacher uh here not just in the DFW actually we looked him up me and Julio mm-hmm. um the guy behind the cameras we were uh shout out Julio and uh, <laughs> shout out to Julio <laughs> um we were uh just we were out or whatever and we we're like on Instagram and just looking up like famous preachers and looking at how many followers they had and to our surprise uh, TD Jakes actually has the most followers Uh, he's an African American, uh, you know, preacher. Uh, Mm -hmm. I think the second one was Joel Osteen. He's an out of, uh, Houston. I think, uh, he's got a really big mega church too. I think I've heard of him. before. Yeah. Yeah. So you've heard of Joel Osteen too. Yeah. He's, he's out of Houston. He's got a really big mega church. He's all about the prosperity, like preaching, or at least they've tagged him as that. Um, also a white preacher. So, um, I don't know anyway, but it's just, um, TD Jakes. I like him. I like him a lot. Um, in fact, I think one of my best friends, like, his favorite preacher is T.D. Jakes, and okay. um, I'd recommend him. He's he's really good, um, but they have, like, th- I think their culture is, like, different. I think it's just some of it is almost, like, cultural. I mentioned earlier, like, I think with, you know, Caucasians, it's just easier for them to, like, give money, and, and because it's easier for them to give it's also easier for them (coughs) to ask for money and they don't think of it as a big deal. Whereas with us, we're like, at least the Hispanic culture, we're almost like, well, let's not really talk about that, you know? And let's not just not only not talk about it, but we're almost like hesitant to when it like comes time to give We're like, well, like, uh, I don't know if I should, you know? And so I don't know. It's just like differences, I guess there. Um, Yeah. See, I never knew that was a thing in the Hispanic
1: culture like
0: yeah no um
1: hispanic churches we we just kind
0: of i don't i don't mean to generalize you know like some people like people are different right but i think for the most part you know um that's kind of how it is at least in our church and some of the like neighboring churches um that we've gone to that are part of our district um it's always kind of been like that that they don't really like talk about you know um or they don't I don't know. They don't talk about it that much, especially not from the pulpit. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just, I think it's just almost kind of cultural. I don't know if like that was kind of the same thing at the um, the church you had it back in uh, Wichita, like where they just didn't really like bring that up that much or. Uh, very similar to y- y- how you guys kind of operate. Like we just,
1: we know, obviously, like you said, you have to have money to run a business and church is still a business, but you know, I think that's more so it should be a given and it shouldn't be necessarily included in in sermons or, you know, gospel sessions or whatever. Right. And I know it's in the Bible, obviously money's in it, but the problem is I t- I feel like with these mega churches, a lot of them, I'm not trying to generalize yeah. all of them, but I feel like that's their unfortunate main fo- main
0: focus. Focus, yeah. No, I, I think so. a, lot it, a lot of people interpret it a lot of people interpret that way. But I'm going to get off the money subject a little bit and say, like, um, as far as, like, music or, like, gospel, like, um, what what kind of, like, music did they play? Or, like, and did you feel like it was, um, I don't know, like, here? Like, we we have, like, mm-hmm. um, just real kind of fast-paced, you know, songs. And um, then occasionally we'll have, like, slow songs. Like, how was it, like, for you guys? Like it, guess,
1: it was a lot of
0: energy. Yeah. very
1: fast paced um i'm sure you've heard you know how a lot of black churches do we like to dance of course yeah. <laughs> we like to you know really get in the the flow of the spirit yeah
0: and so similar here like that's what i'm saying so it's almost like very similar yeah you know, with you know the the black churches hispanic churches like they um uh, you know they like a little like rhythm uh, yeah exactly <laughs> like we, we we like to move you know we like to you know uh, be in the spirit, you know, or whatever you want to call it. So I think it's kind of cool to kind of see like the, the similarities there. Like, I feel like doing it that
1: way is kind of leading the example physically. Mm-hmm. Like you should be passionate about, you know, how you feel about the Lord, about the people you love. Like, I feel like that's what I get from, you know, like the Hispanic culture and the uh, black culture. I, th- I think that's our way of expressing.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, I, Absolutely. Um, so you said you, you went a lot back then and so not so much anymore. Like, why do you think like that's kind of changed? Uh, my grandfather, uh, even at an early age preached to
1: me that, you know, he, he still took us to church every Sunday, but, um, he was always, you know, Hey, look churches, you know, you should be involved with the community. You should want to go and share the gospel with people. You should want to hear, you know? So yeah, he also told me though, um, some people don't even have that luxury. You better attend a church mm-hmm. and that, you know, God is church. Right. And you can
0: talk about, preach about, you know, God anywhere. You know what I'm saying? So, so you don't necessarily have to like congregate in a specific building. Like he, the church is you not don't a building, have to. Right? I
1: mean, I think, you know, by nature, we're social people and mm-hmm. we love to be around like-minded people that, you know, want to express the gospel and talk about it. But you can, you can have church in your room. Right. If you want, you can have church in your car before you go to work. You Mm -hmm. know, you can have church practically anywhere. So.
0: So it's not that you like don't believe in God anymore or anything like that. It's more of just like, um, you know, the, you don't necessarily feel like you have to be in a church to like, or in a building, excuse me, to, to have a relationship with God.
1: And I think that's the part when some people, cause when I was younger, I'd be like, when people like, Oh, I don't like going to church. And I never really thought about it from their perspective, but a lot of them just, hey, I just like having church either by myself or I like just doing it at my home or whatever. So it's not that I don't believe in God. It's more so just I think I got so used to that uh, lifestyle and mentality that,
0: you know. That God lives within you and he doesn't you don't have to go to a building right to you don't have to to. have like a relationship, you know, and um, I, I would agree with the statement that you don't have to be in a building Right. To to have an encounter with God, to have a relationship with him. But I will say, like you said earlier, like there's something about being with like minded people. Right. Where, you know, sometimes if if you start hanging out with other people, you Mm -hmm. know, that uh, might have different influences, then, of course, you know, your mindset changes a little bit and they might, um, you know, uh, influence you into other things. Um, And it's just easier to get distracted and to you know, start to experiment with other things. And, um, of course, you know, and I think it also makes it just harder to, to stay in that path. Um, and I think that that's what like a lot of people would encourage, you know, someone to like, you know, find a church because, um, I think the the trap that sometimes we can find ourselves in is mm-hmm. you know, we get isolated. And then when we get isolated, I think we're an easy target. And, um, and I say that because I know like a lot of young people are listening to. Uh, to me right now and they're like well maybe i need to like um just you know do it on my own or whatever and and so i obviously have a responsibility and i want to make sure that that they 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 understand like hey there's um you can try that but i don't know like how much success you're going to have and you run some risks as well um so it's just I, i think that there's definitely challenges um and you know you have to really um know i guess like or be grounded you know in your faith and mm-hmm. you know just you know different things like that so um yeah i just um i think we have to again just be really uh sure like of of what like we believe in and so um as far as like um you know i said like god you, you said you do believe in like in god and how are you so sure, like, that there's a god? Like, how are you sure that's not like, yeah, you know, something that like, someone just made up? Yeah. Uh, like your grandpa just made that up, that whole story up. Right. So I mean, we definitely.
1: I'm sure most of us, you know, it. We're we're kind of put in that situation where like it's kind of forced upon us. It feels like. Mm-hmm. So it's like, we kind of grow up and it's like, okay, that's all we know, or we've at least heard about it. So it has to be real in some aspects. I don't think everybody has their own journey. I feel like people experience God in other ways people probably never experience, you know, and I try to base it off of that. Like, I think, like you said, a lot of people resort to God when trouble, Mm -hmm. you know, there's trouble in their life. And that they're like, oh, like God is supposed to come and protect us, God is supposed to provide us this through you know rough times and this and that. And and that's, you know, nothing wrong with that. I I think for me, it was more of, sometimes you just feel it. Like you you feel like there has to be a higher being, you know, in certain situations that either you get out of or, you know, you feel like you've been blessed in a situation, you're like,
0: someone provided that. And so yeah this couldn't happen by like coincidence or by accident like something like supernatural had to happen in order for me to have this like blessing or you know whatever I it is I feel like
1: everybody has to find God in some sh- form shape you know however you want to put it you know it yeah I mean it, it is it's 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 a controversial topic for a lot of people and that's why there there's a lot of atheists out there they're yeah. just like I just don't feel nothing I just and sometimes, I've I've had friends that start out atheists and never believed in God one bit in life until they got older and then they found God. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes mm-hmm. it's in different stages. Some people find God early on, and some people
0: find it later in life. So, yeah, I think yeah. what what God brings is a level of faith. Like mm-hmm. you know, regardless if you're an atheist or you know wh- whatever religion you believe in, like, um you need to believe in something, right? Because in, in order for you to have hope, you have to believe. And so I think, you know, that's where like our faith comes from. Like you, you have to believe. And so then that's where you're like, you're like, there has to be a higher power. There has to be like something that can, you know, overcome my circumstances because clearly I can't do it on my own strength. Like I can't do, like I've tried doing things like on my own and I just can't, you know, keep messing up or whatever. Right. And so I think that's where like us as humans, we look up and say like, you know, God, if you're out there, like, you know, I need you right now kind of thing. Um, and so, um, I think for, for most of us, that's like, where where God comes in. We're like, okay, like I couldn't have done this by myself. So like, clearly there must be a higher power and there, there must be a God. Um, you know, and yeah, you know, I think it's, a It's a sad world when you, um, when you don't have anything to believe in, you know, like at that point, why do you, why do you even live anymore? You know? And that's, that's kind of like
1: back off what you said. That's kind of like, I think people got a misconception of God because they think he's only supposed to provide, you know, the fruits of life. And that's not what it is. You know, um, I'm reading a, a couple of spiritual books, uh, relating to Christianity and more of like a personal relationship thing sure. like because i did you know i had my struggles you know growing up you know being a christian even though it was kind of influenced to me like i kind of had to just learn it on my own like feel god in a different way to try to find them so one thing i've learned and read and what i believe in I, I really think people that's why they get turned off from god they're like so if there's a god then why am i going through this mm-hmm. bad thing why am i going through that why is this happening to me and versus you know that's just not how life works you know we all go through all kinds of things in life and just because there's bad times doesn't mean there's no god right but then when you do have good times now you're saying oh thank you god you know what i'm saying so it's controversial with a lot of people i i i'm firm firmly believe like no matter how many bad bad things i've been i've been through a lot of bad things and I still believe, like, even though I'm going through it, like God is still there just looking over my shoulder, like, okay, yeah. look, I'm putting you through here. You know, it's like, I want you to learn something. So then, yep. you know, as you continue on in life, you're like, okay, like sort of thing. So.
0: Yeah. So I, I think, you know, it, it's about perspective. Yeah. And so you're absolutely right when you say, you know, a lot of people, when they claim not to believe in God it's because, they say like, Well, how could God allow something so devastating, so something so tragic to happen to me or to all these people? You know, how could there be a God and, and there be so much suffering in this world and right, you know, rather than look at it as like, you know, opportunities like you said to whether whether it's to learn or to grow or, you know, for life to to go on as it is, you know, there in order for there to be like life, there must be death as well, you know, yeah. and Um, And that's part of life. That's part of life. Some people don't like it either. Yeah. It's like, but I mean, again, it's, it's part of it. And so, uh, I think again, it just has to, you know, has to do with perspective, you know, and how you look at things, you know, you either look at things uh, as something that's going to defeat you or something that's going to propel you to, you know, a different season or a a higher like place than you are currently. Different mindset. Yeah. Different mindset. Exactly. So, um, You know it's just again i think it's it's about perspective it's about your your mindset and like where you are whether you're like a a positive person or someone that just like sees everything negatively um you know i think it's it really has a lot to do with that um but i want to shift gears um one one final topic man and just um i want to ask you about like just dating and what do you think man (laughs) like what do you think like these these girls that are looking for a man and a guy like, <sighs> you know, nowadays or, um, I just feel like girls nowadays are just, they,
1: yeah. Let me hear your perspective. before <laughs> I, <for laughs> I, I just think, I this just is going to be a long topic. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I just think, I don't know like what, what girls necessarily want. Like I, I had this conversation earlier with a, you know, a friend mm-hmm. and I was telling her she's a girl, like how right. I just don't think, you know, I think girls say that they want something, but then like they turn around and like, you know, look for someone else who like is, um, into like the opposite of what they're saying. Like, Oh, I want a nice guy, you know? But then like they end up with like a jerk. You're like, you just said you wanted a nice guy. And then like, you're over here with this jerk.
1: Don't make no sense.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Um, or they'll like, um, you know, say like, man, I wish I could find a guy just like you. You know, I'm like, but I'm a guy like me. (laughs) You know, like right in front of your I'm, face I'm, I'm like, you know that, that's me like no yeah but i see you as a brother it's like what do you mean like oh you know? yeah we definitely relate you know oh, yeah. okay. so they they start you know putting you in the friend zone or whatever mm-hmm. and so it's just like you know you almost i feel like some of the ladies man don't like uh i hope they don't look at me the wrong way anymore but like i almost feel like just i've had more honest. i've had more success when i was like me when i was like mean to like some of these girls and then like mm-hmm. it was just like they were more attracted to me like when when i had like when i like didn't pay as much when i say mean i mean like i didn't pay m- as much attention to them or like you know ignored them or just you know right. i don't know if you're like playing hard to get or whatever and it just seemed to like work better i don't know like i don't know what you think like do you think like have you had similar experiences or <laughs> <laughs> uh
1: all right so i mean I'll just to start. I guess I'll just go off of the dating scene yeah. in today. So a a lot of social media influi- influences how dating should be, how what you should look for in a person, what you shouldn't deal with, and so on and so forth. Um, me, I grew up in, in the old school house, like mm-hmm. old school style household, right? You right. know what I'm saying. So my grandfather. You know, he he taught me how to be a gentleman. You know what I'm saying? Like, as far as like, when it comes to women in your life, you should always respect you know, them. Respect them, be their protector. Right. You know, so on and so forth. So I grew up with that mindset. Oh, did I mention that I was the first born male in my family in almost mm. 70 years? Oh wow! Like 60, no. I believe. Oh wow! No. I believe my uncle Clifford is in his 70s. Wow! Like that. So, so you carry the name. I, I grew, I grew up around a lot of women okay you know what i'm saying so i'll just start it off that way okay. when we talk about dating so that was just i feel like that was a standard on how you should treat women like you know what i'm saying so for me like for me personally in the dating scene it, it always was a struggle just because like you said a lot of these girls talk about they want a good guy they want them to do this they want to do that and it's the complete opposite of what they really want
0: prove us wrong ladies and they're
1: still getting with them <laughs> yeah. giving them all the attention in the world they're doing whatever they want them to do but then they may have a friend that is everything that they look for in a guy right mm-hmm. you know maybe even st- be physically attracted to that person but they just don't view them and all. they're like yeah i want this guy i want this guy and you're just like in your head mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> <sighs> i mean i don't know what else i can't be can be more of for you to look. Not to say we should be automatically together, you know what I'm saying? That requires uh work, time and so on and so forth, right. but it just doesn't make sense. It's like you go after the complete opposite and you friend zone or
0: call them brother right. to the guy that, you know, so. But so you said you like you grew up with girls, you know, and stuff. So yeah. like it's almost like you have a, an understanding of girls cuz you're around them like all the time um all the time right to this day (laughs) (laughs) so it's like you would think you would have like the um uh you know cheat code or whatever you want to call it you know manual to like a girl's heart because you know you get to hear like what what they say that they want so then you would agree with me then that like girls say they want one thing but they really want like another thing
1: oh yeah 100 percent. and I hate to make it sound like we're, we're one-sided because yeah. it works both ways. I'm yeah. definitely not saying like <laughs> we're not the culprits in a lot of situations. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? But like it's almost like starting out as a kid, you, you you're real innocent. You don't really know too much, but you know your heart's in a good place and you just want, you know, to be everything you can for a girl. But then the trend starts when you start dating girls and then – you get done wrong or they say like, oh, I thought I really liked you, but I actually don't like, you mm. know, it like you're everything that I wanted. It's just me. And I'm like, well, <laughs> what do you mean? So if, right. if you don't want to talk to me or just say because, you know, whatever reason, like I don't fit your description or whatever. But don't say it's because of me. Right. Like me should have nothing to do with you not wanting to be. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, like that's kind of. I feel like the stage that I'm I went through where like you know I try to be this this guy not try to like it's a fake like I said this is all natural right but definitely you feel like you get taken advantage of you feel like you get you know not as appreciated and it kind of changes your mindset after a while it's to like okay I know I can still be this person but I have to kind of shift my focus I kind of have to treat y'all accordingly now and not to say you should be mean, you know what I'm saying? But right. it's like, you can't, like, y'all not going to keep playing me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I hate to <laughs> You're not going to keep playing me. So then you kind of take a different approach. You start maybe being not as responsive or right. not as attent- attentive and so on and so forth. And then now they're saying, oh, you're just like the other guys. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. like, yeah, And it's yeah. like, I can't win. When I am this guy that you want to be, and I'm right here, yeah, you overlook it. But then, you 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 put me down
0: and put me in a category with the rest of the guys. So it's like, yeah, you can't win either way, right? And so I'm I'm, yeah. I'm with you, and and I like where like you were kind of going with it. or talking about how, you know, we got to take responsibility too. We can't just put it all on them and say like it's not all on them. You know, it's it's them. They just they're just looking for like, you know, the. I don't wanna say the bad guy, but just, you know, the bad boy, I guess sounds better where it's just like, you know, they, they do what they want, you know, when they want and like, you know, take forever to respond to a girl, you know, or just less attentive to them or whatever. Um, right. I don't want to put it like all on like the girls. Like, I, I think, you know, we have to take a level of responsibility as well. And maybe there's things that we're like some vibes that we're giving off that maybe like aren't you know, as attractive to them and maybe we don't recognize it, you know? Um, and so, I mean, I, I do some like self analysis and I'm, I, you know, I kind of try to think to myself, like, well, am I like being like, you know, maybe too sensitive or cause I do yeah. think that there's like a, a level of that where like a girl still wants a guy to be a man, you know? Of and course, so of course. Like, they, they don't want him to like, to be like too nice, you know? Right, and right, for right. them to be like, well, like, you know, jump, and then you're like, well, how high? You know, like that. Then you don't, you don't want all that either. You know, where, you know, like the guys just there at every like, you know, turn. You know, it's like doesn't matter what they say or whatever. You're still there. So I think, obviously, you got to have some respect for yourself as well, and just
1: right. Yeah, you know, it's like, like, but I guess what I was trying to say was, it wasn't like I was necessarily giving too much to where it's like I was necessarily losing myself. It was more of like I'm just doing what. What you said <laughs> not even what you said. This oh. is just who I am as a man. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So it's like it's no fake stuff. Like, but at the same time, you do give a little more than, you know, because you really like the person or right. love them, whatever the case may be. Um So one thing I did learn, you know, especially now that, you know, most of the women that I grew up with. I, you know, sometimes you just got to ask a woman outside of, you know, like in maybe in family or a close friend and just ask them, like, what is it about y'all? Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I've learned that a lot of girls go for those, you know, bad guys or, you know, whatever. And a lot of it sometimes to do with their environment they either grew up in or, you know, like what they were surrounded by, you know, as little kids. And they're like, oh, like you know what I'm saying? This is this actually looks cool or, you know what I'm right. saying? And then it kind of manifests as they get older and they're like, I really do want a good guy, but I can't help right. what I <laughs> like. Cause this is some of them, you know, that's all they knew. So, I mean, you kind of have to give it a, a little leeway with some girls, but a lot of girls, yeah. Like y'all be playing yeah. uh,
0: y'all definitely. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Let, let me ask you uh, <laughs> another question. Um, just on, on kind of similar like dating. Okay. Like, is there like, do you have like a type? Or does it like not really matter to you?
1: I'm assuming you mean like physically, or like
0: yeah, we'll we'll go physical, and then we'll go like uh, okay, you know, personality wise, I guess. Or so maybe I'm wrong, maybe I'm
1: right. <laughs> this is my opinion. Yeah. I think when it comes to a person you're attracted to, people always say it should be about them as a person. Sure, you know how they the know, do they have a good heart and right all the in- internal yeah right internal but I, I, I kind of hate that they take the physical aspect out of it. Cause I feel like that's the whole part of attraction as well. Like right. you should want to be physically attracted to somebody you're with. Right. So I go off of the physical aspect. It's probably going to catch my attention first. I mean, it's just, it is what it is, Yeah. but what's going to keep me around or interested is what's in between mm-hmm. your ears, you know, what, what's going go. on in, in that head of yours. Like, What's your mindset? How do you look at
0: things? You know what I'm saying? So, that's good. Um, I I would agree too. Like, I would absolutely matter. Agree. And if someone tells you looks don't otherwise, matter, otherwise they're lying. They're lying, <laughs> they're right? Lying. The girls lying too, what? right? Because the girls are trying to act like, and I've made this like argument before, but girls are trying to argue like. Nah, like uh, you know, the physical doesn't matter, man. Stop lying, you shallow too. Like, <laughs> if that was <laughs> the case, then why are you still single? Yeah, <laughs> right. Well, yeah. You know what so, I'm saying?
1: Like, why is it taking this so long for you to find somebody if it's not about physical
0: physical attraction? Yeah, so there's that that physical aspect, and then there's like the the internal like stuff, and because that is important, right? Sure. It's important. I do think that that doesn't get as much um, attention as maybe it should. You know uh um, right. i'm sure you've been on the dating apps where you're just like <laughs> swipe 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 <laughs> you're like you know even some people really that get, literally just get on the app
1: they don't even look at it, they just right. and then they go back like an hour later and see all the lights like, oh okay this is you know so.
0: yeah I, I know some people like that too um but like i've seen people like i've seen guys and girls do this so girls as well where they're just like nope Nope. And like, I'm like, yo, like, you don't even know. Not even like, looking at the bio or nothing. Yeah. Like, you don't, <laughs> like, w- what does it say? You know, I think if I were to create an app, like, what I would do is, like, put the bio first and then put the picture because, you know, like, the guy or the girl could have every, like, quality that you're looking for in a person. Right. But, you know, like, you wouldn't have given them that, like, chance right away because not only, like, it's not that they're ugly, but they're just not. Like hot or whatever, or like you're just super not physically attracted. attracted. Yeah, it's okay. So, you know, it's but, okay. It you know, <laughs> <laughs> which which is fine. You know, but I think again, like there should also be like a level of like understanding. Like, okay, uh, there's more to the person than you know their their physical. You know, so because the physical does wear off, right? The physical does. And wear if off. we get together and we grow
1: old, you know, right? Like I said, it goes back to this. Like, what is about you? Going in between years, like right. that's gonna keep me interested and attracted. To so
0: him, that's so. like that's absolutely important. I think sometimes people like actually overlook that sometimes or don't give it again as much uh, interest. And I get it because I'm 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 guilty of it too. Where like we all are. Like I, and but I will admit it that I look at the physical. Like I mean, it, it's hard not to. You it's know? really hard. Like, you know? why do we have eyes? Yeah. If it didn't matter, <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> but um, but yeah, it's just you know the physical is important but obviously also the internal but so we say the physical is important but what what mm-hmm. like what about the physical so like, <laughs> oh, what, what are you saying like oh, yeah. you know oh we're getting really specific <laughs> yeah we're gonna get a little specific you know just just side a by bit. side exclusive <laughs> 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 I uh, mean, for the, some of the ladies that are watching like come on Jalen, what do like, <laughs> what, what you what are you into are you looking are you, are you into latinas are you l into like uh, uh, okay you know uh white girls or black girls or just doesn't matter i guess you know what's you know? funny going to allen
1: which was predominantly white girls that's kind of all i knew at least coming up i was like oh yeah like you know white girls cool but as you get older you know you start seeing more ethnicities you start branching out and then i went to a private school all the way in richardson so that just expanded even more you know because there's more like Latina, okay. Latina communities yeah. out there. So, Latina's are bad, man. <laughs> so, to answer your question, though, <laughs> it kind of started out with, yeah, white girls, and then, honestly, it kind of sh- shifted dramatically as I got older. Like, now, okay. like, I've been in... Well, we'll just say how many I've dated. So, it's been mostly Latinas. Okay. Sure. Latinas. Oh, right. uh, I like you know, a little spice. Mixed girl. Okay. Yeah, I, you know, man, the thing... <laughs> <laughs> the thing I love about uh latina it's not even just the physical aspect, obviously we all know Latinas are beautiful, yeah, come there's on. no doubt about that, right. Mm. I love the way they cook, <laughs> I love the way they you know majority of th- you know majority of them handle themselves, yeah, you know they're all about family, you know that's what I'm all about um and it's it's really weird how similar. Our communities are like as far as upbringings yeah it's more relatable so like stuff we like like a lot of video games it's weird i'm I'm telling you like anime oh yeah hey look (laughs) (laughs) for sure but uh it i I think it's just like you said more relatable it's more easy going and then i think the icing is just the fact that they look beautiful yeah you know what i'm saying so yeah for sure like
0: but it, People will would, have different opinions, but yeah, yeah, I mean, I like what I like. But and but you don't discriminate, like it, not it, at all. Like you, like say like a a black girl, like um, I love black know, girls. You know, like you, like okay, <laughs> hey, like, come on, girl. You know, like I've actually like, um, I do think culture plays a big part, man. Because I've like, yeah, I've dated like a, I think I went on one date with a one white girl, and like How I just that? I just felt like the the culture, man. Like it was just it was, it was like a culture shock, and she was like she was beautiful. I, I think. Um i don't I doubt she's gonna watch this, but like <laughs> 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 but she she's beautiful she's a beautiful girl, uh you know, really nice, very sweet, you know, but right. it was just like for some reason, it just felt like i don't know i i personally maybe it was just me, like I just felt like culturally like things were just like different. I don't know. Like not so much her as a person. Like, no, you said. it had nothing nice to girl. Do and with her, it's, just, it's just super nice. Different. Maybe I was intimidated. I feel like maybe she came from like a wealthy family and I was just like, I don't know. Like I can play you know, a factor. And I just, for some reason I felt like, no, you know, and I just, you know, I never called her back or, you know, texted her and, right. you know, I don't know. It was weird. Um, it wasn't like one of those things where like, I did her dirty. It wasn't like that, but it's just like, I didn't pursue it anymore, but it was mostly because like, I just like, I felt that the culture was too different there. And so, um, I think culture definitely plays a a big part for me personally. Like it seems like I've, I've dated more of like my culture, you know, like more Hispanic girls than any other race. Um, but, uh, you know, another aspect not to cut you off. Yeah, go ahead. So
1: another thing that kind of, you know kind of establishes what uh, you're attracted to is what someone else is attracted to you know what i'm saying like i had oh, I majority of girls that were attracted to me were latinas hmm. black girls you know what i'm saying so versus white girls you know it just never happened and i never took it personal like people like what they like yeah. but i think that kind of I see what you're saying well.
0: like yeah it's it's also like like the pool that you're dating is has to do a lot with who's into you who's into you as well it's not just you being into them it's who's also into you that actually makes a lot of sense too because you know i feel like actually a pretty majority of the girls that i've dated were actually into me before i was into them yeah you know so it was kind of like they were chasing me before i was chasing them and so um, i'm not proud of that because i feel like (laughs) as a man you should be the one chasing you know and um hey they can't help themselves (laughs) that's what i learned (laughs) growing up for sure but that's just just what i was used to though yeah um so it's an interesting dynamic i'm glad that we're like in this day and age because prior like you know it it was always like the guy had to chase the girl and nowadays it's like it seems like the girls are more like Mm. no i can i can chase too or you know i can make the first move or whatever times Um, have changed yeah for sure yeah, but but like you said earlier, I'm kind of old school a little bit, so I still kind of grew like up in that. an old
1: school ho- home too. Yeah, <laughs> for sure, man. I,
0: like, and I, I want to be the one chasing that gentleman swag. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So I I, I try to do things, you know, um, again, like just kind of old school. Open the door for the for the girl. Maybe like do something like romantic stuff. But um, yeah, it's just I guess in, interesting, like the dynamics and stuff.
1: It's kind of hard. For this generation, like like you said, we grew up old school, so I feel like that's another reason why the dating scene is kind of, like, it's just not as attractive to me. You know what I'm saying? And it's mostly because these women aren't looking for a gentleman. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, majority, not all of them. Yeah. Not all of y'all. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it's hard for us to be who we are as a person because a lot of these girls don't either want that or they're not looking for it. They want, like you said, that bad guy kind of. Yeah role you know what yeah I mean, so. it's
0: you know it's almost like a trend right now recently i don't know if you've heard of like like the the toxic trend where it's like it's just ah, people, people like toxic the, culture p- people like that toxic type relationship where like you know they're like in each other's business or like yeah. You know, uh, overly jealous, you know, or whatever. Starting so, stuff. Yeah, just, no just fighting for no reason, and it's like, <laughs> and it's funny to them or whatever, and it's like it's cool, but it's like, nah, dude, like let's let's work things out, you know, let's let's talk things through, you know, but.
1: But here's the other aspect of it. Unfortunately, some people are like, oh, I don't get involved in toxic stuff, but then they'll go on Facebook and they see something toxic, mm-hmm. and they know that they're since they're not involved with it, it's easier to be like. You know either have an opinion or laugh about it or whatever, and some people take it as entertainment. look
0: at these right. reality shows nowadays right. toxic right exactly, and it's people
1: be watching it like it's the super Bowl
0: yeah, so so it's appealing and and people like there it you, you said it it's a, it's <laughs> inter, it's a, it's entertaining you know and but it, i feel like it's it's seeping into relationships, you know, and that's not reality or it shouldn't be reality. And people want to make it reality. It's like, oh, but I, w- I want I want, that kind of drama in my life, you know? Maybe they're not saying it, like, you know, consciously, but maybe subconsciously they, they want it in their, like, uh, in their life, so they're, like, picking fights for no reason, you know? Yeah. Sometimes maybe they don't even realize that they're picking those fights, but they are because they want that level of drama, you know? And, you know, I think, you know, reality TV shows and social media play a big part in that, you know? They, they see all these things, and they think it's funny, and then they're like, well, maybe let, let me try it on, like, my boyfriend. Let me talk, like, on this guy that I'm talking to. And, you know, it's just, like, mm-hmm. it's so confusing for people that, you know... It's
1: starting to become the norm.
0: Yeah. It, and it, it shouldn't be like that. It, it really is. And that's why I'm just, like, you mentioned it. Like, the dating scene now is just, like, it's different. Because I think, you know, girls want, you know, a specific type of guy. that's almost like fantasy, you know, and doesn't really exist. You know, there's not a guy that can, you know, I don't know, like, just do all those things that like they do i guess on like tv or or whatever so it's it's not a realistic you know world so another thing i learned too about
1: women and us too we're still young so it's kind of like we're still figuring out really what we want in a person who we want to you know maybe settle down one day but then the other aspect of it is a lot of people still want to have fun go out party mm-hmm. and do this and that and i feel like that's what Makes it hard. I know people don't want to talk about it, but it's kind of one of those things. Like, I feel like that's one of the yeah. reasons why it is. Because people, instead of spending their time outside of work and everything, because people need to work, I feel like a lot of people want to spend their free time instead of be like, oh, I got this guy that wants to take me out on a date and go do this and that. But I actually want to go out with my friends mm-hmm. and go to the club they and go get party. Messed up and, you know, and they enjoy the entertainment of other guys, you know, yeah. picking up on them, talking to them. And a lot of them, like I said, they'd be like, oh, yeah, I want this. I want a relationship. But they're so maybe, maybe they're just really used to that lifestyle that it kind of interrupts or kind of makes them not appreciate that there's an opportunity that you can spend yep. with this guy that's trying to get to know you more, and you're just kind of blowing them off for that lifestyle.
0: That's another aspect. Yeah, no, I, I think that's a real aspect of it, you know, where you know, people just uh want to party and i mean i get it you know you're young and you know you want to do your thing but it definitely messes up the dating pool for some of us that want to like you know take things up you know more seriously or whatnot
1: because are you going to talk to somebody that you're really interested in they say they're interested in you as well but the energy's not reciprocated and then you know their schedule they're not (laughs) working and then you hit them up like hey you mind you want to go grab a slice of pizza go on a date be like, yeah, I'll let you know. And then they still never let you know. And then two hours later, you get on social media, and they you see know. them they like in something. the club. Or, oh. <laughs> or, And you're like, yeah, well, that too. But yeah. that's yeah. just what I've seen and experienced myself. So eventually, it just gets old, and you're just like, you know what? Whatever.
0: I'm just going to focus on myself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whatever happens, happens. So. I'm going to do me. I'm going to build me. You know, uh, It's funny. I'm going to say one last thing, um, then we'll sure. wrap it up. But uh, you know, I uh, I think it's funny, like, there's this, uh, I saw this meme that says something about, like, you know, girls that say that they want, like, one man, but yet they'll watch a reality show where, like, it's uh, <laughs> one man and, like, 20 girls or whatever. Um, I forgot what that show was called, but uh, The Bachelor or something like that. You know The Bachelor, right? I, I I haven't watched it. I've heard of it. But you've heard of it, right? And right. so girls, like, are glued to it, and they just watch that, like, all the time where, like, it's one guy and then, like, 20 girls or or whatever and it's just like again like a bunch of drama a bunch of like you know one guy's is just like making out with all of them and yet like they all want like this one guy and it's like you know like isn't that crazy yeah like that <laughs> you say you want like one guy for you and like not one guy that's dating 10 other girls or 20 other guys gar- like girls so it's just wild you know to it just goes to show again like they say they want one thing but they're really like their actions are showing they want a different thing so
1: their priorities aren't what they say they are pretty much yeah that's what it's about so come at me girls you know i disagree disagree with me
0: (laughs) it's all right we'll talk about it you know
1: listen we can disagree when it comes to dating like with anybody that's just how i view it and just hey look everybody has different opinions and they think they're right in their mind i feel like i'm right in my mind but
0: but come talk to me. Let's talk about it, right? Or come talk to me. I have no problem. Hey, we yeah. could always do a three way. Yeah. We
1: could bring a girl on and we can definitely, you know, yeah. I have no problem expressing <laughs> my views. They can express their views and
0: then Yeah. So
1: hey, we could we could definitely Yeah. Hopefully you might hope, that might be an idea.
0: Yeah. <laughs> hopefully we didn't come off as bitter guys out here, you know. <laughs> just just now nah, we love y'all man and, and we we just we're just talking here and you know, hopefully uh y'all leave some comments and let us know what y'all think. Um, if if we're right, you know, on our uh, um, you know, on how we feel about girls, you know, yeah. and what y'all, what y'all want in a guy, but uh, yeah, I think I'm gonna wrap it up here. Uh, Thanks again, Jalen, for coming on here. If y'all want, y'all can follow him at uh, um, on Instagram. He's at at Jalen johnson Johnson,
1: 159 159 yeah uno
0: cinco nuevo there you go speaks a little spanish too uh he's also he's got a company uh if you're looking for details um you need to clean your car or anything like that uh it's called convenient car services which is also on instagram (laughs) so also at a convenient car services uh so check them out there as well um but again check us out you know on youtube we're on spotify we're on instagram Uh, like comment and share subscribe to our our channel and you know we'll keep doing this and uh thanks again jalen for doing this yeah no
1: problem man thanks for bringing me on for sure hopefully we can maybe do another session later down
0: the road yes sir all right we'll see you guys next time